0: In case we needed reminding of what God expects of us, the Lord's words to Abraham in Genesis 17, verse 1, make it clear. He says, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. Is that all, Lord, I imagine Abraham saying? Just complete blamelessness? I'll get right on that. Our second lesson from Romans 4 makes it clear that Abraham's righteousness before God came not from his blamelessness because Abraham wasn't blameless, not by a long shot. It came from God himself by faith to in whom righteousness was reckoned or imputed to Abraham. It wasn't Abraham's own. And so, too, our righteousness before God comes not from our blameless conduct, because we are no more blameless than Abraham, but from our faith in our blameless Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave us his righteousness in exchange for our sin. Sometimes I get really excited about good credit card deals with great sign-up bonuses, and I want to tell people I know about them. Let me just say that His righteousness for our sin exchange that God offers us puts credit card bonuses in the shade. Even, and this I know is hard to believe, even the current Amtrak Southwest Airlines and United Airlines Explorer card deals. Mm -hmm. And so it is something to be excited about and to spread the word. A little less exciting for us may be Jesus' words in our gospel lesson. If anyone wants to become my follower, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. If you like me and saying to yourself, in that case, maybe I don't want to become one of his followers. Instead, I'll be an admirer commending his virtue from afar. It's one thing to admire and quite another to follow. We can admire great athletes, as we heard a moment ago, from the comfort of our sofas. To follow a great athlete means showing up at the practice field and in the weight room running laps with him or her day after day, week in and week out. We can admire a great musician from our earbuds or from our box at the opera, but to follow one means hours of daily practice without applause, pay, or anyone paying attention. The trouble with Jesus is that he doesn't call admirers. As we heard a few weeks ago, he didn't with Philip or Nathaniel in John chapter 1. He didn't say to Simon and Andrew or James and John, admire me. He said, follow me. We often like to think we're following when, in fact, we are just admiring from a safe distance. We might even go to church and say nice things about Jesus. But following him means walking the way that he walked, taking up our cross as Jesus describes the life of his followers in Mark chapter 8, verse 34. Jesus does not need admirers. He doesn't even need followers, but he wants followers like Abraham who put their faith in God alone, who leave home like Abraham and follow him to a promised land, not knowing where he was going, relying entirely on God to guide and protect him along the way. Followers don't just admire they obey. Following Jesus means obeying Him and the God of whom Jesus is one person, including inconvenient things like the Ten Commandments, which we'll hear next week. And followers of Jesus don't just obey Him, but they rely on Him instead of themselves for righteousness, as we heard earlier, and for daily bread, all that we need to live. Following Jesus means confessing frankly that we cannot justify our own existence. We need God to do that for us. It means putting ourselves in his hands and at his disposal. It means treating others with dignity even when they offend us, knowing that Jesus considered them worth giving his life for. It means converting our sympathy into compassion, even when it's not convenient and doesn't fit in with our plans. It means encouraging, even provoking one another to love and good deeds, and to forgiving when someone lets us down. Following Jesus means drowning our old selves, the old Adam within us, our sinful nature, in the waters of holy baptism. It means emerging from those waters acutely conscious of our dependence on God and beginning each new day with the attitude of a humble servant rather than as the master of our fate. Dietrich Bonhoeffer puts it succinctly in his book, Discipleship and the Cross, saying, when Christ calls a man, he bids him come and die. That is how radical and serious is Jesus' call to follow him. And it's worth saying that despite our natural frailties and failings, I am actually terrifically impressed by the Jesus following I see in action here at Messiah. Through care for one another, through things like baby showers, providing meals to people who are sick or overwhelmed, visiting and calling people who are ill or lonely, volunteering for tasks here at church, starting new fellowship groups, generous gifts of time, talent, and treasure, and taking an interest in those who differ from us and whom we may not naturally warm up to. I can't tell you how many people have told me, I visited your church and people were so friendly, not just friendly, but welcoming. It may not sound like much, but it's something that we should never take for granted. Thank you for making Messiah known as a congregation where people are both serious about following Jesus and aware that, like Abraham, we cannot walk blamelessly before God except by the righteousness that God gives us through faith in Jesus Christ. Now, we follow Jesus not because he carries a cross but because he is our hope and salvation, who for our sake did not spurn even the cross. So thanks be to God for his gifts of righteousness and faith. Thanks be to God for Jesus in whom we put our faith and from whom comes our righteousness. Thanks be to God for being trustworthy and reliable and for calling us to trust him. Thanks be to God for calling us to follow Jesus and to serve our neighbors in his name. For what will it profit us to gain the whole world, but forfeit our life? Indeed, what can we give in return for our life? For if we want to save our life for ourselves, we will lose it. But if we lose our life for Jesus' sake and for the sake of the gospel, then we will save it. Thanks be to God who calls us not to admire Him, but to follow Him, who turns death to self into eternal life with Him.